The Minnesota Wilds get the win in a shootout over Chicago, but at what cost? We discuss on today's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Welcome in to yet another Locked on Wild postcast as the Minnesota Wild pick up a 4-3 shootout win over the Chicago Blackhawks. And let's start off with what we know. Uh, The Wild finished their five-game road trip 3-1-1. And you look at the overtime loss to the Boston Bruins to start it and uh, a very narrow defeat to the Detroit Red Wings last night 2-1. Uh, The Wilds played their best hockey of the season uh, on this five-game trip, and so uh, good to see them get back to the style of hockey that we're accustomed to seeing from this team, and uh, hopefully they're able to continue that here going forward. Today's game was a physical one, and there are some question marks that are going to uh, have to be figured out for this team moving forward, in particular the injury status of uh, Marcus Foligno, and Ryan Hartman. Felino did not play in this one. Hartman was injured uh, in this one in the second period, did not return for the third. That was, I think, when things started to tilt. When Hartman went out off the ice, it seemed like things started to tilt Chicago's way. Uh, the Wild had a 2-1 to lead at that point, but then uh, Chicago gets the equalizer. The, uh, the Wild's give up the third goal to Chicago and then immediately uh, get the game-tying goal. Overtime, there were some exciting moments between these two teams. And then the shootout, Marc-Andre Fleury stops two of his former teammates in uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. And uh, Kirill Kaprizov, I, I mean, what do you say? He just he leaks one through uh, Alex Stalock on the shootout goal. And uh, he he could have he could have made Stalock look a little bit more uh, more foolish like Freddie Goudreau did, but all in all, the Wilds get the win. And uh, with the way things were kind of seeming to tilt towards Chicago's favor, it kind of felt like one of those "I'll be happy if we get a point out of this game." And then the Wild able to uh, able to get it done. Now there were a lot of really good things that we saw in this one tonight. Uh, We saw the return to form by Jonas Brodeen, something that we've been waiting for over the, uh, basically since the season started. Uh, Really, really good game from Brodeen tonight, uh, hounding Patrick Kane and hounding uh, several members of the, uh, the Chicago offense. And then he had one of those patented two on one breakups that he uh, was able to do right in front of Mark Andre Fleury just getting Andreas Athanasiu to commit too late to a shot, and he's able to uh, to use his stick to deflect the shot away. So we're seeing some signs that Jonas Brodeen is getting back to uh, the form that he has shown throughout the course of his career. What a game by Matt Boldy, too. Two goals. If you listened to today's episode of Lockdown Wilds, um, Previewing this game, you heard the call, two goals for Boldy tonight, and he comes away with it, but just continuing what has been a sensational uh, second season for him, 
And in the midst of a lot of chaos that the Wild had to deal with here down the stretch, uh, you saw guys like Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Matt Boldy, all trying to grind it out as much as they can uh, to uh, be able to get the team into position for a win. Really strong effort from the fourth line here tonight as well. Saw Mason Shaw, who continues to uh, absolutely battle every time he's out there on the ice, rewarded with his first goal of the of the season. And uh, it was just a, a nice feed to right in front of the net. And Shaw kind of, he kind of whiffed on it, but he was able to get enough of it to get it past Alex Stalock for the goal. And so uh, it was great to see, it's great to see this team getting back towards being a, uh, a four-line team that can roll four lines at you throughout uh, the course of the night. And um, they, they needed them tonight with, uh, with Hartman out and a lot of different line juggling that was going on throughout the course of the game. Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, he faced some pressure, especially down the stretch, but uh, came up with some really big saves, uh, especially in overtime and uh, down the stretch as well. And, you know, it, this is not a Chicago team that we were expecting to see coming into the season. They are very, very good right now, uh, scoring a lot of goals. And so it's not like he's facing like a bottom 10 offense in the league. Chicago's in the top 10 in scoring. And so uh, to come away giving up three goals and the goals that were scored, you look at the uh, the first goal that Chicago scored. Uh, it was a shot from near the top of the zone. And props to uh, Bally Sports North for a great camera angle, essentially from behind Flurry, And you see him try to peek out and uh, and find the puck. And it ends up going on the other side of the uh, the players that were in his direct line of sight. And so maybe if he goes, maybe if he uh, guesses right and looks to the side that the puck is coming from, he makes the save there, but that's a judgment call by a goalie. And you know he had to just try to better his line of sight. And ultimately the shot came from the other angle. Um, you look at uh, the... Other goals, that uh, that greasy one from uh, Jonathan Taves, just a ton of traffic in front. It was a shot that uh, deflected from the left side of the net and came back and was just resting, and Fleury was just about to grab it before it was poked away by Taves, and it went off of Fleury's leg into the net. It's just one of those greasy goals that um, that teams sometimes score. And then the Andreas Anthonisiu goal was, uh, if you haven't seen the highlights by now, find them, because that was just a filthy goal. And so, you know, you look at that, some good plays, um, just some kind of flip of the coin things that led to the goals. Ultimately, though, we continue to see a trend of Marc-Andre Fleury playing much better um, in net, which is encouraging for this team. And, um, you know, even with what we saw from Philip Gustafson last night, just giving up the two goals to Detroit, it seems like the goaltending is back on track for this team, which is hugely encouraging. Now, the big things that uh, are going to have to be figured out by this team, what's, what's going on on the injury front? Because there were two players, one in Marcus Foligno who was out, Ryan Hartman left, 
Kalen Addison got hurt. Freddie Goudreau got hurt. They both came back in, though. So what is the injury status for this team with a couple of games at home uh, before a West Coast road trip? So those uh, those are things that will need to be ironed out. So we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what led to the uh, the injuries for the Wild. But again, Wilds come away with a 4-3 to three shootout win over the Chicago Blackhawks, and we will continue to break it down on today's Locked On Wild postcast, which is brought to you today by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for betting in the NFL, NCAA, NBA, NHL, you name it, they've got it. You can find all the latest player developments, the biggest game matchups plus news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every possible matchup you can find. And as always, BetOnline.net remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, Boxing, Golf, the NFL, the NHL, the World Series, they've got it all. So head over to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's Locked on Wild postcast as the Wilds get a 4-3 win in a shootout over the Chicago Blackhawks. They come home now with a 4-4-1 record after a 3-1-1 road trip. So a lot of of things getting ironed out on the trip, but the injury situation uh, is, is not ideal at this point. Let's start with Marcus Foligno, who did not play in this one due to an upper body injury. This one, I think, kind of caught people by surprise. Now, there were some rumblings out there in the uh, the Twitter sphere that Felino looks like he may have been a little hobbled in the, uh, the Detroit game, which is entirely possible. Uh, but, you know, that's typical Felino style is he is going to grind it out through injuries, but it is easier to tell when he's not at 100%. Uh, and so, you know, it's that's tough for Felino, who's a huge part of this team. It's hopefully nothing serious. And uh, with a couple of days here until the Wild play again on Tuesday night, hopefully he can uh, be ready to go and that you're not facing a longer-term injury with him like Jordan Greenway who it sounds like could potentially be back for the West Coast trip, according to Michael Russo. He could potentially be with the team on that trip. Not sure if he would play, but hopefully that's a sign he's getting close to returning because the Wild can use his services to try to get that grief line back on the ice to uh, help out a little bit more defensively. Ryan Hartman's injury. He was uh, he left the ice after an awkward fall during a fight in which uh, he ended up challenging on a, uh, a big hit. He ended up uh, taking exception to it, and he was trying to fight, and I'm trying to uh, find the correct name just so that I can... Uh, I think it was Tenorti. He was trying to fight him, and... I just want to read you the, uh, yes, it was Jared Tenorti. He's 6'6", 230. Ryan Hartman is not 6'6", and Tenorti's wingspan 
to the point that Hartman couldn't even get a, sh- a hit in because Tenorti just kind of held him at arm's length, and then he ended up pushing him down to the ice. And at that point, it looked like Hartman fell awkwardly on his hand. So we'll see. I don't think it's particularly good that he didn't come back in, but we're not uh, we're not going to rush to judgment until we uh, get a little bit more of an update. But if he's out, that means that the Wild are going to have to um, they're going to have to probably make some roster moves to uh, to try to get some fresh skaters up here. Tyson Jost played in this one tonight. And uh, I thought Jost had some really good moments. He uh, had a couple of key puck battle wins late in this game, and he was paired with um, the Wild went with some interesting line combos, and down the stretch it was so hard to tell who was with who, but um, he ended up playing a, a pretty big factor in this one. Didn't score or, uh, or anything along those lines. But uh, he will be needed to help fill some of that offensive uh, that that offensive void. And the unfortunate thing about this too is that this injury for Ryan Hartman comes as he is starting to round back into form. Uh, he was starting to play some really good hockey, and that uh, that Duhame, Eriksonek, and Hartman line was playing really well themselves. So for him to get injured, it's just not. Uh, it's just not good timing. So we'll see what the uh, the injury status is uh, for Hartman, also for Felino. Also mentioned that uh, Kalen Addison, it looked like he took, it was a stick to the ribs, but he shook it off and, and stayed in the game. Jewel Erickson ended up getting banged up a little bit, but he stayed in the game. Freddie Goudreau took an errant stick from Matt Dumba. He ended up staying in. So the Wild just kind of the walking wounded as they uh, finish off this road trip. And that, I think, makes wins like tonight that much better when you can overcome some of those um, obstacles and uh, still be able to get into the win column. So uh, a 4-3 to three shootout win for the Wilds. And uh, their schedule this week, it's a light one as they will have Tuesday and Thursday, Tuesday against Montreal, Thursday against the upstart Seattle Kraken. So Tuesday and Thursday, that's it for this week. But then next week, the Wild have in order at the Kings, at the Ducks, and at the Kraken all on the road. So uh, a tricky road trip, but then the back half of the month of November, um, a bunch of home games for the Wild. So uh, we like to see that as well. But all in all, a 4-3 to three shootout win for the Wilds. They end the road trip with a record of 3-1-1. One, and one. So despite the potential injuries, we're giving it a thumbs up for getting home after a couple of wins, and the record now 4-4-1 four, four, and one on the season. We will have uh, more of a recap of this game for you on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Wilds, so make sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as we keep you up to date all season long with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.